Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. How self-aware are you? And what difference does it make? Let me start with a story. Ah, I moaned to my friend. I can't stand staff meetings. Why? She asked. Because every time I have a great idea, the principal immediately poses 50 reasons why it's a bad idea. That sounds rough. She nodded sympathetically. And even worse, months later, the principal will propose my idea as if it originated with him. Ugh. I hate it when people take credit for my ideas. As a young teacher, I had no idea what to do with my frustrations, so I just stewed. Eventually, I quit that job to stay home with our daughters, but the bad taste never left my mouth. At another school where I worked, I found I had fewer problems with the principal. My maturity level had probably grown, but he shocked me one day when he said, You know, Anita, you have so many ideas. About every third one is actually good. This felt like a victory compared to my first teaching job, and it made me aware that perhaps all the ideas swirling through my head could overwhelm other people. Here's another incident. How was your day? My husband asked. I feel wiped out, I answered. Why? We've had two days of soul-sucking meetings, and I just can't take any more. Oh, he said quietly. It's not your fault, I assured him. After all, he led the meetings, and I didn't want him to think he had done an awful job. We just sat for so long, and it took so long for everyone to express their opinions and argue about each little thing. I spent a lot of my energy trying to keep my mouth shut. I see, he said, looking slightly mollified. The incident made me think about what wears me out and what energizes me. Sure, I like people but they wear me out to the point of exhaustion. I wondered why and what was wrong with me that I couldn't handle two days of meetings without feeling drained. Here's a third story. What do you want to do when you grow up? I asked one of my high school English students. I don't know, she wailed. I used to know, but now I'm not sure. I understand, I told her. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. You are grown up, she said with a laugh. That doesn't make any sense. I smiled, but inside I knew the truth of my words. You'd think at my age I would have finally figured out what I wanted to do when I grew up. Perhaps the dread midlife crisis has invaded my world, but I often wonder if the things I do really matter. Does anyone else feel like me? I think back to the dreams from my childhood, and I can't remember many. These three conversations made me realize I needed to work on my self-awareness. Without self-awareness, we have a difficult time experiencing growth. And without growth, we stagnate and shrivel. And who wants to shrivel on the inside if they already look a little shriveled on the outside? These five hacks will help you build self-awareness. They worked for me. A sign in front of the local mercantile proclaims, You can't buy happiness, but you can buy boots. True, you can't buy happiness but you can work to achieve a happier state of mind through self-awareness. Hack number one, listen to podcasts. 
When I listen to podcasts, two of my favorites are Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller and J.J. Peterson and Lead to Win by Michael Hyatt and Megan Hyatt Miller. I often find myself identifying with the guest on the show or the ideas presented. Podcasters who talk about leadership or relationships inspire me to think about the ways I lead or the sticky areas in my relationships. Podcasts keep my mind fertile with ideas. Listening often leads to buying books when a guest's ideas scratch an itch on my self-awareness journey. This leads to the second hack. Hack number two, read self-help books. Some of you may not enjoy reading self-help books, but I find they help me develop my self-awareness faster than anything else. I don't read them as blueprints for change. I see them as roadmaps to understanding myself better. I firmly believe that one of the best avenues to self-awareness comes from self-help books. You can see a link to some of my favorites in the show notes. Hack number three, find your voice. I've repeated the conversation from the beginning of this post in various forms for my entire working career. Some people seem to get me, and many others don't. This past week, I finally sat down to read a book authored by one of Donald Miller's guests over a year ago. It's called Five Voices, How to Communicate Effectively with Everyone You Lead. It has opened up doors to understanding my communication problems. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. Jeremy Kubitschek and Steve Cockrum posit that we all have different foundational voices or communication styles. Once we identify our foundational voice and the order of our five voices, we gain self-awareness that will help us communicate better. According to the authors, people within families and organizations clash when they fail to appreciate the foundational voices of others in the room. As I read the book, I couldn't help exclaiming, yes! Every time I read an example of someone with what the authors call a guardian voice. Why? Because the guardian voice shows up at the bottom of my list and it's the voice that irritates me the most. Instead of getting frustrated with other people's foundational voices, the authors encourage readers to learn to appreciate them. Without all five voices present in a group, it will take longer to make good decisions and move forward on projects. I started implementing the advice for using my voice most constructively already. My foundational voice is pioneer, followed closely by creative. When we develop self-awareness of how other people really feel on the other side of our voice, it helps us communicate more effectively, which leads to happiness. Hack number four, know how you process the world. My entire life, people have assumed that I'm an extrovert. I can see why. When I spend time with people, I try to engage with them in a friendly way. I've never suffered from shyness, and I can get up front and make a speech to hundreds or thousands but people drain the life out of me. When I had the opportunity to join Holly Girth's launch team for her new book, The Powerful Purpose of Introverts, I'll leave a link in the show notes, I jumped at the chance. Why? Contrary to popular belief, I am deeply introverted. Girth's excellent book went into the science of how introverts and extroverts process input. I had no idea we processed input differently. Extroverts use dopamine to process data and introverts use acetylcholine. Because our nervous systems use different neurotransmitters, dopamine and acetylcholine, extroverts and introverts will respond in a wildly different manner to the exact same input. Neither system is better, 
that introverts can suffer if they believe they have to act like extroverts all the time. Take the time to read up on introversion and extroversion if you want to develop better self-awareness. I can't wait for Pedro to read Gert's book so he can understand why meetings drain me. It won't mean fewer meetings, but at least he won't take my comments about soul-sucking meetings too personally. Hack number five, learn to dream big. Bob Goff, one of my favorite nonfiction authors, recently released Dream Big. Figure out what you want, why you want it, and what you're going to do about it. I confess, I didn't read the subtitle before I picked up the book. I just figured if Bob Goff wrote it, I would probably love it. I didn't. The book made me uncomfortable. Sure, it encouraged me, just like his other books did, but it also uncovered a raw spot in my life. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah, I've passed the mid-century mark and still don't know what I want to do. Don't get me wrong. I loved Goff's book, just not in the same feel-good, go-out-and-love-the-world kind of way that I loved his other books. My love feels more like get-out-there-and-learn-to-love-your-dreams kind of way. And I'll need to spend some quality time with myself to go through the dream big process and actually figure myself out. Goff says, if you have clarity on what you want and why you want it, you'll have what it takes to make as many attempts as needed to get there. I realized while reading the book that I give up too easily in some areas of my life, perhaps because I haven't taken the time to analyze and clarify my wants and dreams. In other words, I haven't always been very self-aware. And here's a bonus hack for you. Ask God to send the Holy Spirit to help you. Believe it or not, I started and finished all these books in two weeks. During my devotional time today, I asked God to send the Holy Spirit to help me sort everything out and show me how best to use and apply my new knowledge. Self-awareness breeds change, and change brings discomfort. Only with the help of a power outside of myself can I sit content in my changing skin. As a creative, I tend to want instant perfection. And sitting still to do the deep work will help me grow and make me a happier person. During English class this week, I asked my students to tell me the antonym of the word growth. Death! One of the students shouted. That's harsh, another student said. Yes, yes it is. But the student has a point. When we fail to grow, we start to wither and regress. The first stages of death. And without self-awareness, you might not even know we've started to die. So don't forget the five hacks for developing self-awareness. Hack number one, listen to podcasts. Fill your mind with good things. Hack number two, read self-help books. Hack number three, figure out your foundational voice and the voices of those around you. Hack number four, know how you process the world. Hack number five, learn to dream big. And hack number six, a bonus hack, ask God to send the Holy Spirit to help you. Come back next week when I start a series on parenting and share five hacks for becoming a better parent. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, Take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday 
with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.